a miracle of modern science. I just need a little time for myself. Doug Kinney is about to get the one thing he needs more of. Doug? Your clone. Himself. So, uh, what, uh, what do I feed it? Now, Lieutenant Tibbs, we're gonna get a lot of stuff done. We're gonna kick some ass. We're gonna be awesome. There are two Dugs to go around. I'll get the dishes. Now I'll drive the kids to school. Thanks. Two Dugs to share the load, but it's still not enough Dugs. I need to ask you, honey, but could you pick up the kids? To get the job done. Two. Like in me. Three. Hi. How are you? Are you nuts? I've been working since I was 12 years old. It's break time. It isn't. And Doug, I think it's that 12-year-old that's saying, Doug. How about a visit? And their problems are beginning to multiply. Doug, I'd like you to be four. Where did he come from? We made a copy from two. And you know sometimes you make a copy of a copy, it's not quite as sharp as, well, the original. This summer, <laughs> is every Doug for himself. Jeez Louise, how many of you are there? Is he safe with that razor? We take the blade out. It's cute, I think. From the director of Groundhog Day. <laughs> Michael Keaton. Nobody has sex with my wife but me. Andy McDowell. Doug. When that woman wants something, Doug, there is no stopping her. <laughs> Multiplicity. Hey, uh, Rayman. I'm not getting there to floss yourself, buddy, right? Hey, everybody. Welcome to you with the Watches Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And today we're talking about the 1996 film by Harold Ramis, Multiplicity, starring Michael Keaton and Andy McDowell. And Michael Keaton. And Michael Keaton. And Michael Keaton. Uh, This film is about a man who never has enough time for things he wants to do and has offered the opportunity to have himself duplicated. So, this is a film that I remember growing up with to a point. Uh, I would never saw the beginning of this film growing up. I would always catch it, like, after he's been cloned on, like, TBS. (laughs) So... I never really saw the cloning part of this movie until a few years ago. But this is a film Devin had never seen. But Ryan, you've seen this, right? What's your history with Multiplicity? I hadn't seen this movie in like 23 years, and I'm 35, just to give you an idea of when the last time I saw this. It um, It was a movie that my mom or my dad enjoyed for like a few months when it was on TV a lot. Uh, so I remember seeing parts of it, but never the entire thing at once. The only scene that ever stood out to me was the scene where the wife is meeting all the clones, not knowing that they're all the clones. So even as a kid, when I saw this, I got the joke that it was like, they were all breaking rule number one. And I understood the premise of that. So I thought that was funny. And that's really the only thing that ever stuck out to me in my mind about this movie growing up. So it was interesting to see the, the actual storyline and how everything happened. Okay. <laughs> and then, and then also discovering who else is in this movie that I really want to get to. So we'll get to that <laughs> later. This is one of the, one of those movies that I just happened to have a movie poster for. <laughs> I love so that. I, I replaced the end game f- poster for this week with Michael Keaton and Andy McDowell. Um, but end games going back up later. Uh, <laughs> So, Devin, since this was your introduction to Multiplicity, what did you think? I loved the premise of this movie so much, and I love 
I love when this movie is delivering on its its promise, right? Its promise is Michael Keaton clones himself to have more time. Every single time the movie veered into that, I loved it. I thought this was a great movie and was a lot of fun and was actually genuinely funny. Every time Michael Keaton explored his character more, I really hated the movie. There's a point in this movie where he just lost me. Like he, I, and we'll get into it later, but there's a point where he starts talking and I go, I hate this character. I don't want good things for him. And then like, I just, I, it was unrecoverable for me after that. Everything he had done from that point on was just, I mean, douchey for a lack of better term or word. But like, I loved, even after that point, I loved the clone hijinks. So like that part of it, so much fun. Some of it, man, was just so hard. Okay, so you're talking about Michael Keaton Prime lost you. Yeah, Michael okay. Keaton Prime lost me. Okay. Yeah, and I think I know exactly what he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, I, I I think so too. Um, <clears throat> what what I love about this film is there are a few different levels to Michael Keaton. You get like the dramatic Michael Keaton, and then you get the come on and let's get nuts Michael Keaton. And yeah. I feel like this movie is mostly just, come on, let's get nuts, Michael Keaton. Uh, or yeah, Beetlejuice, Michael Keaton, if you do, if you want. like, Because um, he is so heightened, even when it's just the regular, uh, what's the character name, Doug? Yeah, I think it's uh, Doug. Yeah, I go just, with Steve, personally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, when it's just the... the the original, even his reactions to what the clones are doing, or if he sees the clones where they're not supposed to be, is heightened. Like, it's, like, more theatric. It's more stage theater than it would be for film. Like, it's that level of exaggerated. Well, and, and he does it even with a different persona. So, like, every time he's a different clone of himself, not only does, like, his reaction to the world around him changed, but even like the way he holds himself changes. Mm -hmm. And like mm -hmm. that part of it, I really appreciated because you really like, he's a good actor. Like he's a really good actor and he's showing that in this. It, it baffles me that he does not have an Oscar yet. Well, I mean, especially after Birdman, like if we're going to go for like Oscar bait kind of stuff, like I think Birdman was his Oscar, Oscar yeah. movie. And I think we talked about this on our Birdman episode. With uh, Josh from Victims and Villains plug, um, <laughs> Michael Keaton had his speech ready to go and like slid it in his pocket when he lost. Like, really, he, he was ready I, to go. I think it's because, like, even though his performances have been good, I don't think he's done a movie with a storyline that's worthy of it. Though that's the problem. Like, he's a great actor. And he definitely deserves one, but I don't think any film he has done as a whole deserves it. Well, that's I'm trying to think. that's because we never got Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. So, was that supposed to be the sequel? That was supposed to be the sequel. No. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, uh, okay, so, okay, even even though that's a great joke, and I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that? Because that's how I feel. But I want to know from you guys if you think that's like a like a a possibility because just from Oscar, you know, people who have won Oscars and the movies they're from, that kind of makes sense to me. But does that make sense to anybody else? 
like the fact that like yeah he's been great but the films he's in as a whole i don't really see him them getting him there so i didn't know he was in spotlight and that won the academy award yeah i don't okay. know if he has a big part in it enough to have gotten him an oscar but okay. if you two have ever seen founder I think Founder might be the closest to. I mean, unless I think either Birdman or Founder, really, because Birdman is kind of Oscar Beatty, where it's like Hollywood and it's like very like you know nice to the industry. But I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen Spotlight. Mm-hmm. Um, he does have a, a decent part in that. I think he could have gotten supporting actor for sure for that. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's just weird that Eddie Redmayne won that year that he was nominated for Birdman. What did Eddie Birdman win for? The Theory of Everything, the Stephen Hawking movie. Right, I keep forgetting he's in that. I don't know, I'm not a huge Eddie Redmayne fan, if I'm being honest. I, like, saw him in all the Fantastic Beast movies and, like, don't love him in that. I haven't and, like, even I seen know. him in that. I saw him in Les Mis and that was it. I mean, that's him. I saw like, the basically, that's him. Was it good? Was it worth it? Yeah, I mean, he did an excellent job. I mean, he yeah. really, really did. So, I mean... And, to be honest, I would watch Theory of Everything before I'd watch Birdman again. Interesting. I'm going to have to watch that movie. Yeah. So, I mean, that and I'm, I'm also like, I'm not as big on the whole Birdman slash Batman satire as you guys were. Sure. So, I mean, that might have something to play in it, too. But, I mean, his performance in, in the, the, the Theory of Everything was really good. Yeah. So. Just looking at the... Uh... The other nominees that year, it was Bradley Cooper for American Sniper, which I've never seen and have no desire to. Benedict Cumberbatch in the Intimidation Game. That and, was good. I like that one. And Steve Carell in Foxcatcher, which was phenomenal. His, his oh, was it really? His transfer, transformation into that was amazing. Like His his performance was phenomenal. The movie's okay, well, I heard it, but he was good. I heard it was more of a serious role for him. Game. Yeah, that one's good. Yeah. The Foxcatcher. I, I, I need to watch that one. I didn't see They filmed it. that around Pittsburgh. That's the only reason I really know about that one. And it took place out near Philly. Yeah. And one oh, of my friends okay. is a referee in one of the scenes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Referee? Plugging Johnny. Yeah. Oh, Foxcatcher. The, 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 that wrestling <laughs> camp. That's why I didn't hear about it. Because there was a documentary that came out. And then there was a movie that came out. And then uh-huh. it was like national news again because of those two things. So I think right. that's why I kind of forgot about the film because I saw the documentary. Okay. That makes sense then. So. All right. Let's get back to multiplicity. Oh, right. We're, we're <laughs> far, like we're talking about my, like uh, Steve Carell training wrestlers. And that's not anything to do with not quite my, the same Michael Keaton cloning himself. So. Let's, let's talk about the clones a little bit because each one has a different personality. So let's go through them and just talk about what we liked and what we didn't like about them. So clone, uh, Doug number two is the, the clone that Michael Keaton has go to work for him. Devin, what did you think of this clone? I thought he was fine. I think that if the movie was going for like kind of a, every clone is a, a different aspect of his personality. I think this was an interesting aspect. This one was the aggressive workaholic one because you definitely saw that in Michael Keaton Prime, especially when he was like taking his daughter to go like get her picture taken and he's like, go get a photographer now. Like he definitely has that side to him and I thought it was interesting to have a clone that was strictly that side and especially how that clone was treated. I think that was an interesting choice for that one. Ryan, what did you think watching this again for the first time in 20-some years? <laughs> yeah. um, 
I agree with Devin. Uh, it was definitely... Um, I was trying to remember if, like, the clones were, like, aspects of his personality or if they were, like, or if they had their own after they were created. Um, but I feel like they definitely went with the whole, uh, with, 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 you know, parts of his personality, like, were more of theirs. Um, and I feel like, yeah, his, his was fit to work. I mean, you could tell that Michael Keaton wanted to fire the concrete guy at, at the start of the movie, mm -hmm. but because of his, like, family softer side which which we'll get to in in the next clone he didn't he he would always hold back but the worker clone didn't have that and he was like no you're done you were an hour late bye <laughs> i'm glad you brought up the concrete guy uh devin's been messaging me that he's how many seasons into shit's creek now i just started season four <laughs> so i started like I a week ago him. I scared him away from posting. I'm not going to talk about chat. it anymore. Um, so what, what did you think seeing 90s Eugene Levy show up in this after watching was, four seasons? It was phenomenal. And also I like, there are some episodes of that show where I like look at his son and I go, that's really his son. Really? But seeing 90s Eugene Levy made me go, oh yeah, definitely the same. <laughs> like he was, I, I loved him in this movie. It's phenomenal. Eugene Levy in the nineties was that guy who would just show up and stuff randomly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Cause he does this, he shows up in the father of the bride movies, both of oh, them really? as different characters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he does. <laughs> I didn't know that. And that's phenomenal. And you got the second city connection with Harold Ramis because they were both in second city together. Were they? Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I didn't know that. To my, to the point where my wife was like, why wasn't Kathleen O'Hara in this? I was like, yeah, I don't know. She should have been. Um, she mm. was just enjoying that home alone money. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to clone number two. Mm -hmm. uh, the more uh, family oriented clone. What did you guys think of him? I, I really liked him. Given how they used him, though. And what they like, what his purpose was, I you could definitely tell this movie's kind of aged <laughs> a little bit um, because the character was kind of coded a certain way, and I feel like that wouldn't fly today, um, just because of stereotyping. You know, <laughs> I think that if they were, I mean, so <clears throat> the only time I would have ever, ever really had a problem with this one is if the theory of the clones wasn't that each clone was a different aspect of his personality, but that each clone was degrading his version of a personality. Like clone number one, which was technically number two, was like closest to him, then number three was farther, and number four was farthest. I think that if they were going for that thing, then I'm a little offended by clone number three. Yeah. Clone number two. Sorry, clone number two. If they're going for that, then like, ugh, I don't know if I love that. Like, I don't know if, if that should be a degradation of a personality. But if it's just bringing out different parts of him, I think that it was an important one to bring out considering one of the things that he needed was a family man. Yeah. And that it was just singularly focused on family man. And I liked that. And I also like the one joke where he was like, I made tuna sandwiches. And the guy was like, oh, I like that. He goes, I know I'm you. Yeah. Like, I thought that was fun. Like, that's that's what you do with the clone thing. Yeah. Yeah, it it borders on homophobic to a point. Almost, yes. Yeah. And Almost. I didn't like that. But it toes the line very well. Like, I don't... I could see how it could be viewed as offensive, but I don't find it offensive. Mm -hmm. I think he's more feminine. 
and more fe- effeminate and uh, brings out like a softer side of the character, which is fine. It like it's okay to make tuna sandwiches with right. curry, curry must mayo, which I want to find a recipe for curry mayo. Now. I want to try that too yeah. now. Um, you probably can just buy it at the grocery store in the UK, De- Devin. Let's be honest. Oh, I bet we can. We have mayo chip here, which is gross. Mayo chip? What's mayo mayo chip? and ketchup together? Oh, we have that in the States, too. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. well, it's gross wherever it is. What do you mean uh, gross? It's awesome. What? Yeah, it, it no. is. It is and the great. best part about it is being able that everybody has their own recipe for it. Everybody puts different amounts in, so mm-hmm. everybody has their own u- unique part of it. You can't hate on this until, <laughs> until, until you find your own balance. Yeah. All right. So maybe I'll give balance. it a shot. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. So so we're gonna sidebar this and talk about mayo chip for a second. Mm-hmm. Ryan, oh, yes. what what <laughs> is your what is your ratio for mayo and ketchup for mayo chip? Honestly, it it could be anywhere between like anywhere between a forty five to fifty five percent split. Okay. It, it could be anywhere in between, almost even, maybe a little off, but as soon as it goes one way. It just starts to taste like one or the other. There's no like flavor mixing. Okay. Yeah, I'm about I'm about the same way. I, sometimes it depends on the mood and what I'm having. Like if it's a if it's a burger, I usually go a little bit more ketchup. If it if sometimes I'll do it on a hot dog, and I like to yeah. keep that fifty fifty. Um, but Devin, fun fun fact: you add a little bit of like onion powder and some relish, secret sauce from Big Mac. Really? Yep. Huh, mm-hmm. That's interesting. I okay. So how I if my ketchup and mayonnaise have mixed to make mayo chip, it's happened on a burger under a bun, unbeknownst to me. Um, what do you guys like? Are you guys like with a mortar and pestle in the kitchen? Like must get fifty five percent. No, like that's no, what I'm it's picturing. Just a visual here. thing. It's just okay. Plop plop spoon. Yeah, oh, so you're not like you're not like mixing sweet, it sweet. ahead. Like you're no. not like preparing the week's mayo chip or anything no. like that. Like no, no okay. it's spontaneous at the moment. Devin, you're thinking okay, way this too. Is, you're, you're thinking well, way dude, too with, deep into listen, this. Listen, listen. With how serious you were about your mayo chip, I thought you were like need the proportions like a week before you were going to use it. It's something that it we're both just, passionate about, passionate about, but we never get the chance to talk about. So thank exactly. you for this opportunity. <laughs> uh, I'm so glad I could do this for you guys. And I don't and, know what it, it's like. You were so knee jerk against it, like right off yeah. the bat. So that's what it kind just of sounds so gross to me. With. Like. If, if, like, if it mixes, like, I've had mayonnaise and ketchup on the same things before. It's fine. I've never, like, needed a bottle of it, like, pre-mixed, I guess, yeah. is my thing. No, and that's the, the most normal of the Heinz mixed mayo things, because there's, like, mayo barbecue and mayo ranch oh. and mayo mustard. Yeah. Mayo Ew. curry. Like, See, that like might we be we're nice talking though. about. Yeah. Um, Weird. Heinz, what are you doing? Yeah. I got making um, stuff that people <laughs> like. I got <laughs> chunky. I got Heinz's chunky American sauce, which is just weird. It's neat. It tastes okay. But okay. It's weird. Okay. No, 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 no. This is. If it wasn't for the fact that I didn't know that you didn't like to chew gum, this would be weird. Okay. But because I know you don't like to chew gum, this isn't really weird. It's just a cork. You it's scoff. Just a thing. You you scoff at mayo and ketchup being mixed together, but you're like, oh, I bought a thing of chunky American sauce. But like, like it's just, really think of the visual behind it. it just reminds you of like just chunky americans in a bottle like i like that a lot like, Alan, it's just funny to me i'm feeling your expression i'm just vocalizing it <laughs> i'm just trying to figure out what chunky american sauce is like is it soiling <laughs> green is it people like what is it 
<laughs> you know if what? It, it if seems... it is, if it is American people, is it just like eighty percent fat? Like, what is it exactly? <laughs> it seems like it's a little bit more like because I've, I've eaten it. It's a little bit more like vinegary of a like Big Mac sauce. Like it's like if Brits tried to make a Big Mac sauce and they're like, okay, we know everyone loves vinegar. Step one, vinegar. Then let's build a Big Mac sauce from there. Okay, so it's like okay, so. so it's like North Carolina North Carolina Big Mac sauce. With like with like more relish than there should be. Like you could tell they're like chunks equal relish. Let's go. So yeah. it's somebody from North Carolina that goes to the New Jersey boardwalk to get vinegar <laughs> fries and pours relish on the fries with, with the vinegar. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Just so, so you let's guys... talk about the third clone. Yeah. <laughs> Just so you guys Speaking know, of... I'm pulling this whole clip and putting it on Facebook for everyone to see. So we need to the rest of the episode, go to YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about the third clone because I feel third like we need to talk about the third clone. Devin, it's been bugging me and my wife. What did you think of the third clone? Oh, I. It's gonna be like horribly disappointing. I have like nothing really for the third clone. He was silly and fun. Okay. Um, if it was if it was showing that it was a degradation of the clones, neat, they nailed it. If it was showing his inner child as an entire personality, neat, they nailed it. I think that either way, I had no problem with the third clones. He was funny. He wanted chocolate cereal. I love it. Ryan, what did you think? Okay, so I, I my ninety percent of my opinion is I'm fine with it. I uh, I I think that he's funny. I love. I love the fact that he likes pizza, just his whole personality and throwing the pizzas like Frisbees at the end of the movie. Yeah. Perfect. There's, there's a 10% of me that's like, you know, with having dyslexia, I was in uh, learning support classes and I knew kids like that. And I really didn't like the fact of it being used as a comedy trope. Yeah, I was wondering if it was walking so that line. There was a part of me that was kind of like rolling my eyes at it a little bit, but I knew what they were going for. I knew that there wasn't any harm intended. I it was a it was a copy of a copy of a clone. So my official thing is that I find it fine. It's just there's a little part of me in the back of my head from my own personal experience that makes it iffy. That's yeah. It it definitely like the like the second clone. It toes the line without getting. Without crossing it, yeah, um, I mean, I feel the same yeah. way about that second clone. Like, I, I like the idea the that balance. it's that it, it is his inner child, kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also a copy of a copy, and you know, when you copy pick like anything, it if it's a copy, it doesn't turn out right. I mean, um, that's from the movie. Like, that's what they say yeah. about him. Yeah. That, that's yeah. why I never like copy a copy <clears throat> in like a copier. Because right. of this movie. Like, it's one of those things where it's just like, a copy of a copy doesn't turn out right. Rem- remember Michael Keaton. Like, that's a life lesson that I took <laughs> at 10 years old from this movie is... Yeah. Good. Same here. Like I said before, like, the wife running into all of the clones that night, like, that stuck in my mind growing up, and so did that. The whole, like, copy of a copy never turns out right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, life lesson for two people here. <laughs> like, yeah. like, well, what I think I liked about that one is they didn't ever, like, put a fine point on either of the two potentially problematic clones. Like, none of them ever came out and, like, said how they were coded in any way. They just kind of played them for who they were and what they were, and I think that made them okay for me. Yeah. Yeah. So, what did you think of Andy McDowell's character? Let's take a, let's take a break from Michael Keaton and 
all of Michael Keaton's and talk about his wife, Andy McDowell. What did you think of her dynamic with, with Michael Keaton? I hated it. I hated it so much. This is the part of the movie that almost lost me. I like Andy McDowell a lot. I like her character in this one. I don't like how the movie looks at her character. Because I like the whole, I'm a busy mom, but I really have a passion for work. I want to work. I love that. Good on her. Good on you, movie. I hated Michael Keaton's response to her every time she got brought up. Every time. The main Michael Keaton, not the clones or any of them. Like, I'm just trying to figure I out. Think, I, think all, I think all of them. I okay. think all of them for different reasons. But, like, every time the plot tried to involve her, I was like, oh, movie, stop. Yeah. I, I mean, I liked her. In, I liked the way they use her in this movie because she is, like, a strong woman. Yes. What I, I like that. What I didn't like was the dinner scene at the restaurant where Michael Keane's like, I need you to quit your job because this isn't working for me. Like, yep. fuck you, dude. Like, no. Yeah. And I, that I was exactly at, where I lost him. I looked at my wife and I was like, what would you do if I said that to you? She's like, oh, you'd be gone. Like, so fast. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what that I was it. I mean, and especially how he described it. Like, at one point he was like, well, yeah, that you have that extra chromosome that I don't have, and you know you have, uh, you have, and I'm like, so what are you trying to say? Like, stop it! Like, at that point, it was just it was too misogynist for me to the point where I'm like, I don't want you to have anything good, and I want her, I want her to leave you right now. I think the movie does a good job of showing that he is so caught up in himself that he doesn't understand what he's what's going on around him. Like he's just focusing on, I want to go play golf. I want to sail. I want to bungee jump. I want to, I want, I want, I want not, Mm -hmm. not focusing on his family at all. Like he loses track of everything that is important to him. Cause he says it's important to him, but he gets so focused on, I'm going to take a break for myself and let me do me for a bit that he loses track of everything else. And, I mean, his beliefs had his beliefs on what he was saying had to have been there for him to go that route during that conversation. And I feel that this is just a result of it being made in the mid 90s with attitudes and just figuring that, oh, a guy in this kind of line of work, the situation, of course, he's going to say something like this. And I feel like that's why that conversation was in there, because it was the mid 90s. He was a he was a construction worker, and this is what the writers believed somebody like that would have thought or done. And I feel like that's where <clears throat> that, and I feel like that's where that's coming from. And you know, it's a depiction that I didn't find not not entirely believable. You well, know, and I kind of believed that that's where he was going to be going, and that's well, where he went. And he had to spend what three days on a sailboat puking his guts out to realize he was wrong. So I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah. And here's what rubbed me the wrong way about all of it, I think, is because I know somebody exactly like that. Actually, I know several somebodies exactly like that, where they work in construction and they uh, have that attitude towards women. And they just are like very much that kind of very self-absorbed, like very self-centric person. And I really don't like these people in a huge way. And I think Michael Keaton reminded me of at least one of those people so very much that I was just like, yep. Fuck this guy. Like, I don't know. I just, I think at that point I was very unhappy with him because he reminded me of that person I don't like. Which, good writing, I guess. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, it is. And it's one thing to also remember, too, that like this is a stereotype that the writers put in. So right. I, mean, I know plenty of people who are in that line of work who who, who are more of clone two or clone three, the, mm-hmm. the family oriented one. The family I know one. guys. I know guys who can build a house and have the, 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 the demeanor of the family clone. Mm-hmm. So it, it's pretty it's really on the individual about that. Oh, yeah. It's just I found it interesting that that's the direction they went with him and the stereotype that, that they decided to, like, come out with. I mean, it worked because at the end of the movie, he rebuilds the house. So, I mean, they needed that to happen for her to be like, oh, yeah, no, I just there's something I want to get to at the very end that still annoys me. Even yeah, I want to talk about the ending at some point, too. Me. But um, I th- I think one of the things the dinner scene does for me is it shows me how just totally inconsistent they wrote Andy McDowell's character. Because if you look at that scene from her perspective, the husband was just being a jerk. Like, he was being terrible. You said you should quit your job. Was just being like, you're a woman. Your place is the kitchen, essentially. Then, like, a second later, he's like, let's make out inappropriately in this booth. And she's like, nah, I'm going along with it. <laughs> like, I would still be mad. Like, if Romano was like, Devin, you need to, I don't know, insert male stereotype here or we're breaking up. I'd be like, no. And then I wouldn't want to make out with her a second later. Yeah. And that's where the stereotype for her, again, with him, mid-90s, her, mid-90s, like, it's, it's. It's the whole thing of like, well, he's a man. You just got to let him vent. He's going to say stupid <laughs> things, but don't leave him because of it. Like, that's where that's coming from. That's that's how I saw the, the, the character being written, that she was as much of a stereotype as a mid-90s woman as he was a mid-90s male. Okay. I can see yeah, that. You think that? Because, I, I mean, see, it... Yeah. It does lean in a bit to, like, the 90s era stereotypes, because it's especially in TV shows where you get, like, oh, I'm a dumb, brooding husband married to this inexplicably attractive woman. And, like, that happened (laughs) all the time. Yeah, Yeah. or, like, yeah, like, most of those. And, like, that was just kind of how men were written is, like, they're just dumb and the women have to be the sensible ones. And, like, I don't know. I don't love that. I'm glad I went with Home Improvement as that reference, because then I was just like, Roseanne. Like, nope, no, no, no. Don't see that one. No, I could, I could, I could see like yeah. it's a realistic couple. Any uh, any other sitcom, not Roseanne. John uh, Goodman still deserves better, though. My oh, boy. John Goodman's the attractive one of that relationship. Oh, absolutely, he is. Um, he's a good man. He is a uh, good. Man. <laughs> <laughs> um, good, <right>, everybody. Good. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> Recorded. Yeah. In front of a uh, live studio audience of one. Yeah. <laughs> she almost got headphones to listen to this because she was curious to hear your guys' thoughts. So, but no, right, I, told so, her, I, I told her she has to listen to the actual show or watch it on YouTube. Good. good. So that actually brings up one other problem I had with the movie, and that's the scene that Ryan remembered. Okay. Let's Can talk I about this it scene. Then? Let's talk okay. about it. Yeah, I want, I want to hear Ryan go first. I want... I want to make sure that we're talking about the same thing. I'm talking about the okay. very last sequence, the very last scene where they I'm drive up in the oh, SS. No, 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 no. Oh no, 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 no. this is before okay. that. No, Devin's talking, talking. Yeah, Devin's talking about the scene where they all break rule number one. All of them. Really? I thought that was funny. I thought that was hysterical. <laughs> I don't know if I like that a whole plot point was who gets to have sex with the wife. 
Like, I don't know if I like what that does to her as a character. But honestly, though, it's it it's a topic. It, you have it, a husband who clones himself and hides that fact from his wife. They're living on the property. There's got to be groundwork there. And there's the possibility that that could go wrong, especially when you're trying to hide this fact. And it's dark. It's disgusting. It's scary. It brings up a lot of negative thoughts for a lot of people. But it's still a topic. <laughs> so it, it it does two things for me. It shows mm-hmm. me that she's in love with her husband. Okay. And infa- infatuated with him to the point mm-hmm. where she doesn't even notice that it's three different guys. Right. Incredibly different personalities. And it all, like, so... And it also shows that, like, the other thing that that scene drives, and they do a good job with number two throughout the film, is up until he got cloned, they were the same person. They have all the same Mm -hmm. memories, all the same feelings. Mm -hmm. They all loved her. They all married her. And Mm -hmm. now they don't have her in their life. So they all have feelings for her, but they've all respected the the Michael Keaton Prime's rule of uh, keep your space. She mm-hmm. she's mine, which is a weird stance to take because it's like claiming her as property, and it's 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 weird. Yeah, well, I think that was part of my part of it, but honestly, I think I could have had a whole movie about the ethics behind a clone of yourself dating somebody else. Like when Michael Keaton number two shows up to dinner with the secretary from work, <laughs> like. I loved I loved the the physical comedy in the in the dinner scene a lot, but like he showed up and I was like, how dare he? And I went, wait a minute. I mean, I guess he's allowed to, right? And like mm-hmm. that was so fascinating for me. Yeah, th- there's a whole ethical conversation we can have and are going yeah. to about cloning. Good, <laughs> good, because I um, really want to get to that. I yeah, really want to. Uh, let's get to that now. Like, why not? Okay. So, I I believe that if I if I were to clone myself and there's be another me here right now, I am me. That clone is somebody completely different. They may have my memories, they may have my looks. They are not me. They can live their own life as long as it doesn't interfere drastically with mine. <laughs> That's my take on it. Like, I, I feel like they can do what they want. Like, they're, they're their own life. Okay. I, I, I take, okay. I like that. I like that a lot. There's a big part of me that would like to think that clone of me would want to do kind of what I'm doing. Like, if I am in, you know, high-powered construction job, and clearly Michael Keaton has a passion for it, I'd like to think that clone of me has the same passion as well. I would want to kind of balance out, you know, who's doing the work when. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you go in Monday, Wednesdays. I'll go in Thursday, Fridays, like something like that. Like I would want to – apparently I take Tuesdays off in the scenario. I would want something like that to happen, like until one of us hated it, I think. But I, I, I like what you said where like you have your own – kind of your own life or it has its own life. I like that a lot. I don't know. Yeah, and I, I think Michael Keaton would have avoided a lot of the issues that he had in this movie if they went, if he went about it the way 
you just described, like alternating yeah. days. Right. Instead of you just go do my job and then I end up getting fired from it. Like I feel yeah. like he would have avoided a lot of issues if they just alternated instead of the whole selfish thing of this is my life now. Like I you work, I don't. So I think it would have been funny if they just would have said, Hey, look, this is my twin brother that I never knew about. Well, okay, so that brought up something, too, because the whole time I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't want them to, don't want anyone to see them together. And I was like, but twins are a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, that could just be a twin. And triplets. Or and triplet, right. Hell, you but I don't all know. the way up to, like, quince, I think. I okay, think you're right. So, Alan, you're, you said somebody, you clone yourself. Your clone is their own individual, actual person. They have yes. the same rights as everybody else. There's, there's no thing there. Right. Devin, you kind of you you believe the same way. It's just you would hope that that clone would want to help you out because that's what you would want to do. Exactly. Like I'd help him out. Like I'd want him to help yeah. me out. I believe the same way Alan does, but I really <laughs> want to play devil's advocate here because I really want a real discussion about clones. No, do it, do it. So, I'm excited. Okay. There is the idea that okay, so we're 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 all natural birth. Okay. Mm-hmm. Natural birth way nature intended a clone is not a clone is technically property and is yours to do what with with what you want with which is what the premise of the island regardless if you like the movie or not that's what the premise of the island is basically organ harvest you know organ harvesting for for anybody who hadn't seen the movie i just spoiled it for you don't watch it you don't need to no it's a great (laughs) movie watch it dang it logan's run is better anyway um (laughs) So that's the devil. That's 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 the devil's advocate uh, part of it. They're not natural birth. They are created in a lab from your own DNA. You're choosing to have them made for a certain purpose, meaning you can change their genetics to have rational thought or not. So in that case, if you were to clone yourself and make a drone mentally, do should. Should they have the normal rights as anybody else, knowing that they could not survive on their own? That's interesting. And, and the thing is, the movie kind of skirts a lot of what would make that important for me, I think. Because so if we're doing the island, for example, the island clones were made as a business transaction. Somebody paid a lot of yeah. money for these things, uh, these clones who, I mean, they ended up evolving sentience, which I think was like bad move on the company in the island. But, like, they ended up making or paying money for it, and it was a business transaction. This one wasn't, I think. This one was more like, hey, here's just a, a version of you. And I think it was a smart move by the movie to wake up, wake to show the end of the procedure and him waking up as number two. Because it showed you, like, hey, this is really a difficult, like, like he's him. Like, this is a, a kind of a morally gray issue, and this isn't just a strictly property thing. I think that if I was given a clone that was just a drone and was just like literally could not survive without me, like, I don't know, attaching like a a plug in the back of it or something like that. (laughs) I I think I think if it was something like that and it just like happened to look like me, um, I think that I would make it do more of my work more often. I think that I would I don't know. I don't think I'd make it live its own life if it was literally dependent on me to decide what it was doing. But I think that if it was an autonomous like. You know, it likes pizza the same way I like pizza or, you know, it'll order nachos from Denny's for some reason, just like I will. Like, I think that I would want it to go do that. Denny's has nachos? 
Yeah, yeah. And you know what? They're great. Don't you judge. They're phenomenal. <laughs> we don't have a Denny's anymore. Ours shut down, so. Well, you're missing out on some great nachos, guys. All right. Honey, we're going to Denny's. <laughs> yeah, well, would you do that, Alan? Or would that still be like its own person for you if you it if, literally depended on you? If it was solely dependent on me to survive, I don't think I'd go through with it. Oh, yeah? I was about to ask yeah. if you would even do it. Yeah. Well, if, I it mean, could be, if it could be autonomous and be like survive on its own and do its own thing, then yeah, sure. But I don't, I don't need to be plugging myself into somebody else because I don't even want to try to figure out how that's gonna work. Uh, <laughs> but like, okay, yeah, like so, you own, a, yeah. like you own a toaster, Alan. Like, and that's dependent on you to survive. Like, the a toaster won't toast without you. The only difference is that it's biomechanical because it's all bio. It's no mechanic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's. It, it, it's flesh, it's blood, it's just, it's designed to be a clone of you. Now, granted, I am taking liberties with this because it's not like, you know, you're messing with genetics and I'm completely changing the question a little bit in this, but, um, but still, it's one of those things that I know that there are people out there that see, you know, no, if I get myself cloned, that's something that's made in a lab that I wanted, that I purchased. I'm doing with it what I want. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of shows that have taken that and really, you know, like, have really tried to get into that question and get it answered. And to be perfectly honest, there's not. And that's why the U S at least has a federal law against human cloning. Cause I really wanted to look this stuff up last night after I watched the movie. I just never had time to actually finish it. Like I was bringing up like the, I was bringing up the sheep that got, that got cloned oh, in the yeah, 90s right. that like made all the news and Dollar, yeah. you know how, you know, uh, and when was a president Clinton at, at the time actually had the press conference saying that it was like, you know, this is an issue that might actually happen. We need to stop this. And then there was like a law passed that they would ban human cloning in like the late nineties. And when you really think about that in the late nineties, they had, there was the possibility of cloning a human in the late nineties. It is now 20 years past that. That's true. Somewhere, we can have like real clones. Somewhere in some country, there are human clones. I guarantee it. That's terrifying. China, Russia, somewhere in Africa, South America, Australia, New Zealand. New Zealand I, is cloning people. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some in the States. I, me neither. Just like underground cloning. Thing. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, this is like yeah. towing conspiracy theory for me now. I don't know how I feel about it. Um, I mean, we have the technology. We really do. So let me ask about personal taste then. Let's say that there are clones. Let's say that they like, you know. Say that they're clones, and it's like, okay, we could just do this now. Would if it became available, was affordable, money wasn't an object. Would either of you clone yourself? No. <laughs> it. Uh, so are we talking about like in the movie style cloning? Where yeah, we're like it's just like it's like a ten minute procedure. You wake up in a hospital gown in some like weird doctor's house, and then like, and then it's it. Like you're just done. And there's like a. a one for one copy of myself. Yeah, like at current okay. age with current memories, like like I mean I think that's yeah, we gotta go by multiplicity rules. Like it just clone. Yeah, I think I would. Yeah? I, I've got board games I wanna play that my wife doesn't want to play with me all the time. So. <laughs> um but if it was the way I understand cloning to actually work in theory, mm-hmm. like it's just a an embryo that grows into like a, a clone, human, a human, yeah. Uh, probably thing not. grows into you. Probably not. Yeah, There's I think another, that yeah. th- th- I don't. There doesn't need to be another little Alan running around. 
I knew what I was like in middle and high school, and I don't want that to happen to anyone else again. I just it, we're we're done with that. Like it's I, it's because if, you don't have a you to help it through that process. Uh, the, the only the only way I would this is what I would do if I did do that though, I would let it go, let it do its own thing, and then mm-hmm. in high school. I'd probably go to the, I'm you from the future. Oh my god! <laughs> you but have again, to though. In that world, so many people, so many people would be doing that. Though, I mean, there'd be Facebook groups dedicated to it. Like, I'm going to make a clone and say I'm from the future, and <laughs> and people, punk it later. Yeah, and it'd be like from the future punk day at high school. It'd be part of Spirit Week. It'd be part of Spirit Week. <laughs> Your clone will have just watched the movie Looper. It'll know exactly how to handle you. Oh, oh God. God. <laughs> no. Oh, man. I got yeah, dark. So, That's my bad. But, I mean, I, when it comes to cloning, oh, great. You might hear some noise. My cat's chasing a fly in here. Um, my, uh, I like the idea of cloning from the Keanu Reeves movie that came out this past year. There was a movie on Netflix with Keanu Reeves, and he, uh, and he he plays a scientist who's doing like cloning type stuff, and I really like that idea of cloning. What was it? I, I, I haven't seen it. it. I don't. Re- I don't. I, I don't. I don't remember the name of it though. It's going to be problem. Bill and Ted Three in my head until someone proves me wrong. It's not. Believe me, it's not. And uh, it's give actually me, give me a kind of Just decent. just talk, talk about mm-hmm. the the concept, and I'll look it yeah, up. Yeah. So what is it though? Okay. So it's this idea of of like trying to get human consciousness in a in a mechanical brain okay to like take survivors from war who have been completely mangled and transfer their consciousness into a robot so they can live their life okay and something happens bad and keanu like flips out and he tries to reclone his whole family okay i think i i think i found it was it between two ferns the movie <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm I love that there. movie, by the way. No, it, it, the it's, a, it's a movie called Replicas. Thank you. Replicas. Yeah. Between two ferns when it comes to the screen. <laughs> so, I mean, okay. I was going to say Toy Story 4, but... <laughs> <laughs> I would have actually laughed at that. I would have actually laughed. I love Between Two Ferns, the movie. Um, so I'm in sorry, that case... It irritates me. Oh. In that case, then, is the clone without... So are they going into like like just different versions of themselves with empty heads, and then they like you, are filling their consciousness with themselves? Do you guys themselves? care about the film? Do you guys care about it? Spoil no. away, please. Okay, so he plays a doctor. They're in Hawaii. He's trying to help service members who have been mangled and transferring mm-hmm. their consciousness into like a robot body. It fails a couple times, and it's really mm-hmm. horrific because like the robots gain like semi consciousness, and then they just start to rip themselves apart because they don't because. Because the brain doesn't realize, like, the brain knows that there's something wrong, so it tries mm-hmm. to rip itself out of its, like, container. Like, that's oh, what geez. they're realizing. So it's really horrific. Like, it, 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 it's, it's kind of, it's, you know. But um, then he's on a vacation. They're in a car accident. His family drowns. Uh, little daughter, older, uh, older son and wife. Mm-hmm. So he gets in touch with his team, and they get these cloning tanks. But there's only three, not four. I mean, there's only, he has two daughters and a son and the wife, and there's only three cloning tanks, not four. 
Mm-hmm. And he's trying to cover what he's doing by cloning his family in the garage. Except he has to choose what child not to clone. So he tries to erase that child's memory from the family by getting into their consciousness and erasing those memories. Wow. But as they're like in their clone bodies, they're starting to realize that there's something missing in their life and he has to deal with the fallout and the government gets involved and they want to hijack his experiments. It's actually kind of good to be perfectly honest. It's not great, but, but if you're a fan of Keanu Reeves and Sophie's choice, you might enjoy it. Sophie's choice. Oh yeah. It's a, uh, sad movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I if like yeah. If you're interested interested in that, the movie's called Replicas. It came out in 2019. 2019. Yeah. I do want to watch that though. It looks good. IMDb has Sounds it good. 2018, so I feel like it's one that premiered in like December and then mm, at a film. They made it over. Yeah. Yeah. So in that case, the bodies that they put the family in, are they strictly robots or are they like biological things? Bio grown in a tank. Like immediately I... from their DNA. And you said you'd be more okay with this. I would be more okay with that version of cloning. Um, given the tech, and because there's a ton of gray area in this, but I find it fascinating where, where like there, there, there are these like really cool led lit up, like floppy disc things that mm-hmm. like the consciousness is like downloaded on and Keanu Reeves can like download it. And it's got the whole minority report computer setup where he takes like gloves and goes like this. And, like, all of the stuff shows up in the air. And, like, he can, like, map out, like, where the memories are and, like, delete stuff. So when he's making his clone, he can decide what part of his life he wants his clone to remember and what parts of his life he doesn't want his clone to remember. That's interesting. Um, Yeah, I really think that, like, for me, that one would even, would almost be more problematic because it feels like, if I were to grow a fully functioning version of myself and just implant my consciousness in it, that thing that was before my consciousness in it is a thing in and of itself. And I'm just taking over that thing. Yeah. I, you run the risk of like, if I were to go back and delete meeting Devin in high Mm -hmm. school, that would cause a ripple effect throughout the rest of my personality. Mm Mm-hmm growing up and like doing the show and all of this, like you take away uh, an experience, a person from your memory, you don't get the same outlook that you get in your cup. Like you change one thing, it changes everything else. So that, and that's what the it, movie tackles. It's a slippery slope. And I, I would avoid yeah. that. I kind of want to watch that movie now though. And that's what the movie kind of tackles in a few scenes. Yeah. Like I, I mean, said, it, if you like Keanu Reeves, you like the concept. It's good. But I've okay. got yeah. one one more thing on the ethics of cloning before we okay. move on. Um, we're all Star Wars fans. Yes, I think it's, it's non toxic Star Wars fans. We're the good kind. Um, <laughs> if you were to have, if you were to have oh. a clone and you were able to program one execute order 66 without killing Jedi. <laughs> what would be the one thing that you can just say something to your clone and they would automatically do it? What would you have your clone do? I wanted this is, this is one of those questions I would have wanted a heads up on. So I could actually, yeah. like, no, no, no. But I actually, I like I this question a lot. It, so, okay. Okay. I like, okay. So it would be, cause I basically do this anyway. It would be me go, 
the the trigger phrase would be Devin, do that Devin thing. Would be the tra- would be the trigger phrase because that's actually something that people have told me in the past. Uh, real me uh, does a diving forward barrel roll, and I have to when people tell me to do that. Um, I think the clone version of me would just. Oh my gosh, what would he do? He'd go to work for me. That would be it. I'd do that, and he would just go to work for me so, right uh, away. Devin, I don't know if you realize this, but we're doing video for the podcast now. So, Devin, <laughs> do the Devin thing. He has headphones on for crying out loud. He's gonna. He, oh God, the headphones. I did it. Off. I did we, it. We couldn't, see, we couldn't see it. Yeah, I. I can't. You the, can adjust the camera's your... right here. Yeah, I, he's not going to adjust the camera. Okay. He said, "You say it." He does. Okay. Do me a favor. When yes. we're done with this, film yourself doing it. I will cut it in there, and we'll. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm trying. See, I think mine would be. I'm trying to think what the order would be, but I definitely. Um, I have to do something. It'd be something stupid and pointless. Walking into the kitchen and opening up the fridge door, staring into it for three seconds, and then closing it and walking away. <laughs> and, That's my life, and, Ryan. And it would be uh, order order T seven because that's what I get at Taco Bell. You get a T. What's a T seven at Taco Bell? The Crunchwrap. Mmm, good choice. That that is, I always get a Crunchwrap. Always. Good. This is a weird Crunchwrap with the. Yeah. This is a weird sidebar. <laughs> I had a dream about Taco Bell last night that they ruined their whole menu, and it was horrible. Why? I don't what, know. They just they, cha- they just changed everything. They took good stuff off of it. You couldn't get a chalupa anymore. It was all <laughs> I just knew, like I knew this is where we were going. Yeah, no. See, th- they kept the nacho grande. They kept the crunch wrap. They no, kept the quesadilla. Not in his, not in his dream. That's all they no, need. Not, no, that's all in, they need. They in my need dream, the menu. I was given a tortilla wrapped around a can of refried beans, and it was horrible. <laughs> Guys, are we hungry? All of our assigns are about be, food I, today. I, I didn't. Get, I didn't get breakfast yet. We need to eat something. Yeah. Um, for me, it would probably be uh, go cook dinner. That would be what I had my clone do because I you like just have cooking. Him cook dinner. Yeah. And, like by the time I'm done cooking, most of the time I don't want to eat what I just cooked. Yep. So if I could have myself cook something for me and then just enjoy it, like hell yeah, like that. That's the life I want to live. I like that. Food. Now I know exactly what it is. We always have, uh, uh, we always have some flavor of breakfast burrito in the freezer, whether it be hmm. bacon or sausage, whatever. We always have it. It's like a staple. That would be my order to the clone. Have make it make itself, you a breakfast burrito. Have it make itself and me so two breakfast burritos, and it would still be order T seven. <laughs> I love it. I've also started to get into to, uh, cosplays, so. I, mm-hmm. I'm not great at, at uh, fabric stuff, so I would probably make it so. Uh, I but like that. Speaking of Star Trek, either. Speaking of Star Trek, Ryan, did you recognize back into the movie? Yes, Ryan, did you recognize anyone from this movie? Now I know why Q was was a dick to humanity. It's because he had to deal with Michael Keaton clones. Because he had to deal. So that was Q. That was Q. <laughs> that was Q. Oh no! Shit. Oh. No, his, all the uh, shit. The one that, all the shit in yeah. that porta potty. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's Q. That's Weird. Q. Okay. Yeah. So thinking looking at the movie, I feel like there was more with him that just got cut out. Oh yeah. No, it really feels no, like no. it. 
I'm gonna. Have I to feel look- like that was a running joke. I really feel that that was supposed to be a, a running joke in the film. I I really want to read the screenplay and see what else they had with him. Um, but yeah, I just wanted I wanted to make a start. I wanted to get us back to that. Uh, good. So I made that exact statement in a Star Trek uh, meme group last night when I was watching the film. I went in and I said, "Hey, I know why Q was addicted to humanity," and yeah. I said that. And I had like three people comment. Somebody just watched Multiplicity. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. And then you link them to our podcast. Got it. So hold on. Before we end here, I want to know what Ryan's problem with the ending was. Yeah. Okay. So I really thought it was dumb. Like throughout the entire movie. Because like I said, I only seen this in pieces. I never saw the entire thing in it. You know, like because when, when I was a kid, I thought it was dumb. Like it was like, oh, it's a stupid adult romantic comedy. I'm, I'm, I'm done with this. And... So at the very end, like, I was waiting for, like, the reveal. Be like, hey, you know, the reason why things have been so screwy is because I did this. Sorry. And then, yeah. you know, it, it, you know, like, she goes, oh, you know, this is why everything happened. But, hey, we redid the house for you because we all love you. And we're all going away because I remembered the scene with them all in the SS Impala driving away. So I knew that they left at some point. But I thought that they, like, revealed themselves. Mm-hmm. And I really hate the fact that, that they never did because that's a really big skeleton <laughs> in the closet to keep. Um, but... The, uh, I hated when she was like, you know, when you really love someone, you see them everywhere. And I'm like, really? That's how you're doing that reveal? Like, that's dumb. I mean, look, it just, <laughs> it doesn't take away from the film. It's still funny. It's a funny scene because, you know, Clone 3 technically is like scooching down in the seat. Because, yeah. you know, he's realizing, but at, the, but at the same time, I'm like, I really wanted her to know, like, her to find out. Yeah, I, I feel like Michael Keaton is going to be dealing with the ramifications of everything his clones did for years to come. And I feel like the easiest way out of that with his wife is just like, hey, listen, this is what happened. Yeah. I cloned myself twice, and then they cloned that one of them. So there were four of me at one point. What he should have any, done? Was any like, weird shit yeah. that happened in the last two months—that's that's on them. I am sorry. But we're moving forward. They're they're out of the picture now. I, I, I thought up of a way that I would be okay with it. People might hate this idea, but I'm I, ready. I like it because I thought of it. He takes her to the house. Mm-hmm. Shows her that they did the remodel. He says, yeah, I got a few of the guys or boys to, to help me. And he goes, in fact, do you want to meet them? Uh, they're across town. And they get the car. He drives to where the cloning facility is. He's already talked to the doctor. They go into the office, the room. She meets them. She has her fainting moment. She wakes up. She doesn't believe it, so they clone her. And then the hijinks and ensue with one of the clones falling in love with her personality clone like they did the clone of her the the clone of her and then they have like the impala ss driving away with (laughs) michael keaton clone two and three in the front and then her clone two and three in the back seat i i think that would be funny i think that if they were setting up a sequel i think that that's how they would have ended it it seems like that kind of a movie and and you know what as I was thinking about it before I said it, I was like, this, you know, might open up for, a, you know, a multiplicity too, but I'm not exactly sure if that would be anything I'd want to watch. <laughs> to be honest. Well, 
real quick, we haven't really touched on this at all. Um, the technology of this movie for yes. 1990, they filmed this in 95. Michael Keaton does a great job of interacting with himself because they yeah. had to film all of that separately. The high uh, five. Were, the, the high, the high five, five alone was amazing. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of use of body doubles. Oh, so, yes. that's kind of um, obvious. Yeah. But there is a scene, in, according to IMDb, the scene where he tosses himself the beer. Yeah. They, they, they did it twice, once with the body double, and then on mm-hmm. the second toss, the beer can was supposed to be removed, like replaced digitally, and they were going to fix it in post. But the throw matched perfectly. They just left it in. Weird. That's yeah. really cool. So Michael Keaton, uh, they called it... The million dollar miracle beer can toss. I really didn't have like to go that. back and do, fix it. Yeah. Um, do you do you know what really impressed me about the movie? Actually, the one scene where he was talking to himself in the bathroom, where you saw him facing the camera, the back of his clone's head, but then the reflection of his clone in the mirror. I thought that was really cool. Like, yeah. technology yeah. wise. I mean, Devin and I have some experience acting with ourselves. Yeah, it's fun, isn't it? <laughs> It is. It's it's so fun. It, it's interesting. Could you imagine doing a whole movie like that and having to do no. four different characters? No. I mean this this movie really does give me more of a respect for Michael Keaton. Like yeah. it's an actor. Yeah. If anyone ever if anyone out there ever badmouths Michael Keaton, I'm telling them to watch this movie. <laughs> this one? Yeah, this one. Yeah. Okay. What okay, so is ability. Who's acting yeah, ability? Is you that really all, it? So all the levels. So you're gonna yeah. point it. So if we're all to point at one Michael Keaton movie to say someone out there's a Michael Keaton hater, they're like, I, I hated him as Batman. I never watched a single thing after Batman. This is what you point him to. To show his range, yes, yes. If there, I'm sure there are people out there who say, oh, he's just Beetlejuice and he's Batman. Like he doesn't really do anything else other than that. He does a lot. He does comedy really well. He does. I was surprised at how physical his comedy was in this. I'm just not sure this is the movie for me. To be fair, most of his comedy in this is just him yelling like just at each, no, just, at just himself. like making eye look like eye looks. Like <laughs> does double takes like oh yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't know what movie I would point to. I think it wouldn't be this one though. When it comes, well, I mean, the when it comes to. His acting abilities. So, like, if somebody was like, yeah, he's just a superhero actor. Whatever. Mm-hmm. He's a goofball. Like, no, he's an actual actor. He's actually really decent. Like, no, he's not. Look, go watch Multiplicity. You'll see what I'm talking about. He's a good actor. I would not point somebody to, you know... If somebody liked Michael Keaton and hadn't seen mm-hmm. this, I'd point him to it. If somebody yeah. wasn't convinced that... If somebody wasn't convinced that he was a good actor, I'd point him to this. Not really any other reason. I would do the founder. I think I would do if I think See, that if somebody I haven't seen the founder. Yeah. Okay. So. I think if somebody liked him, <laughs> but that's it. That's it. Doesn't make you like McDonald's more. It makes you like it less. I promise. Yeah, my emotions for McDonald's don't 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 really need any swaying one way or the other because it would just make me more frustrated. <laughs> I um don't have anything bad to say about about McDonald's, and if they want to sponsor this podcast, they can. That'd be just be- that's just. They the can best. email us at you have to watch this podcast at gmail dot com. <laughs> Look at that! Um, I mean, I mean, I eat McDonald's. I don't not 
you know, not eat there. It's just I don't like the whole franchise setup. That's all. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel the same mm-hmm. way about Taco Bell, but I love Taco Bell. Just backing I, I up that hatred so we can get the plug. Gotcha. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Anything, any final thoughts on multiplicity? My life is in shambles. I need pie. <laughs> was there a joke that, a line that made you guys laugh hysterically? Hysterically, no. Um, I giggled at a few things and I really forget what they were now. My wife lost it at the line when um, Michael Keaton comes back from the Laker game and crawls in the bed and there's a clone there. And he, the clone just <laughs> no, jumps good. up. He's like, I had a bad dream. Oh, what was it about? I don't know. I was sleeping. <laughs> so, so there are two short things. One, mm-hmm. um, the cloning session, the montage of like him getting cloned and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sounded a lot like the music from the montage from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in years. I forget. Okay. So there's that. Plus, um, when I felt this was a good, like, culture nod and a good uh, and a good way to ground the movie for some people, uh, when he was at the Pee Wee football game for his son, mm-hmm. uh, I, I doubt that... I, I really doubt that you guys would have caught this, so it's whatever. Is but it his hat? Somebody like me. I, mean, no, I no, no, saw no, no. the hat. I saw the hat. Yeah. No, it's we, not yeah. the hat. So for somebody like me, this is excellent. The uniforms the kids were wearing mm-hmm. were direct copies of you uh, of uh, uh, USC uh-huh. and uh, U UL. Now I'm like, oh, look, I'm the sports person. I know what I'm talking about. And I can't name the initials of the freaking college. UCLA. UCLA UCLA and USC. Those uniforms that those kids were wearing were direct copies of those two football programs. And they are huge rivals in California. That makes sense. That's funny. So so I really like that nod because you'll get that in different regions of the country. Pee wee football clothes, either, you know, uniforms either either look like pro teams or the local college teams. And mm-hmm. the fact that they were dressed like that was really cool. And I caught that right away. I'm like, ah, cool. This is, you know, it was one of those things to make it feel more real. Him wearing the Penn State hat, living where they were living, was just kind of like, I guess somebody on the crew was a Penn State fan. Like, that's all I thought. Like, I mean, the- Michael Keaton's <laughs> from Pennsylvania, so it makes, I'm pretty that sure it's just, it. yeah, there it's we just go. his hat. And there it's we not go. like... I mean, Ryan, I think we know people who li- who grew up in Pennsylvania and then moved out then to moved California. To LA. Yeah, I know. So. Yeah. I know. I know we do. It was just, it was, it was, it was, it was one of those things where I saw the uniforms like, oh, cool. They're reflecting, you know, those two colleges. This is based in that part of the country. Then I saw him wearing the Penn State hat. I'm like, well, I guess the character's from Pennsylvania. I guess Michael Keaton's from Pennsylvania. I didn't know that. I didn't know that 10 seconds ago. So, you know, I didn't know that then. It's a lot more believable than DJ Tanner wearing a Shippensburg University sweater on Full House. Did that happen? That happened. You didn't, those memes were circulating like a while ago. Totally missed Devin. it. Nope. Yeah. Okay. I totally missed it. Why? Why? Oh, well, Aunt Becky got her in. <laughs> <laughs> and funny fact, after, uh, after, uh, after that like whole meme thing started up amongst all of the Shippensburg University, uh, uh, alumni, Shippensburg uh-huh. University stores started reselling that sweater again. That's fun. Good for Don't them. roll your eyes. If you were in charge of, you know, that at Oh, I do the at, same thing. At a college, you would do the same thing. Oh, I totally you know, would. Because yeah. 
He'd be rolling a dough. He'd be rolling a dough. <laughs> All right. Any other right. final thoughts on multiplicity before we wrap this thing up? Nope. Surgery drugs are fun. So I know exactly what Michael Keaton was going through when he was putting that giant syringe and like the things like cow. <laughs> so reality check. Yeah. The, the giant syringe that was put into the IV, that stuff makes you feel like you're floating and you giggle. Oh. And you have happy thoughts, and it's a lot of fun. I've done it several times because I've had several surgeries. Pre-surgery drugs are fun. Putting that out there. <laughs> Two, you don't go out that quickly. No. Count back from 100, and he goes 100, and he goes, and you like, you know, conked out. You get to like 98, 97, and then you go out. But I don't count. I just take deep breaths because I know that I'm not going to remember falling asleep. So whenever they put like the thing on your face, like it's just oxygen at first. And then they tell you when the gas is coming and when they put the stuff in the IV, because it's a combination of both that puts you to sleep. I like the comedic timing of that then though. I thought it was funny. It it was funny. I mean, it's a comedy. So of course they're going to exaggerate it, but I just saw that. I'm like, ha, that's funny. But that's, you know, I just wanted to, you know, yeah. Personal experience is always fun to explain. Oh Yeah. So Sometimes. so things got a little bit messed up over the holidays. Who's next in the rotation? I think Ryan is, right? I thought it was me. Okay, yeah, I think it's Ryan. I think it's Ryan. Yeah. Ryan, what are you okay. going to have us watch next week? War Games. Finally doing this. I can't wait. I'm so excited for War Games. Have you seen War Games, Devin? Never. Me neither. So this is <sighs> this a twofer. It's going to be fun. Sweet. We this haven't had excellent. one of these in a while. Good. All right, well... To make sure you catch War Games next week, make sure, if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure to hit the like button and subscribe to our channel for for more episodes and some bonus content coming soon. Surprise. Um, if you're listening to us, you can listen to our podcast on any major podcasting platform. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Tune, tune in Alexa and the iHeartRadio app. You can... Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. And yes, I was looking at the screen because I can't remember all of that. It's too early in the morning. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So until next time for You Have to Watch This Podcast, I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And we'll see you next week. I like pie. <laughs>